You can do this without even asking for permission, which for introverts might be the best way to start this whole process, like where you can just cross promote someone and you don't really have to worry about talking to people. (laughs) You make a post on your Instagram or include this in your newsletter and you say, hey, I love these candles from this company. I just ordered three. I love them. You should go check them out. Super simple, easy cross promotion. If you want to be really intentional, you should talk to the other business owner and say, hey, would you cross promote me at the same time? You're listening to Product Powerhouse, a podcast to inspire and empower you while you build a powerful product-based business that fuels your passion and feeds your family. I'm your host, Erin Alexander. I run an e-commerce web design agency that helps shop owners build, grow, and scale. This podcast is all about actionable strategies specifically for your product-based business. So friend, grab a nice coffee and let's chat because DIYing your business doesn't mean you have to do it alone. Well, I am recording a new podcast episode because I have no internet. The Wi-Fi in my town or the company we use is apparently having issues because there is no internet at my office or at my house. And I'm like, what can I even do without internet? Because it is hard to be a web designer with no web. Okay, so I'm recording some podcast episodes, and I am really, really excited about today's episode. This is one that I've been meaning to do forever, and we finally sat down and worked through it, and I actually wrote this episode or like outlined what I wanted to say while I was at the park with my son and my nephew, so it, it and it turned out really great, so I'm really excited. So today we are talking about all things collaborations ways that you as a product-based business can collaborate with other business owners. And I'll tell you why. Partnering with another business or business owners that create some kind of shared value between you and them is the fastest way to grow your audience. This is like borrowing someone else's audience in a way that it already aligns with your business. And so you're getting to borrow their audience and you share your audience with them. So it's really cool. And to be completely honest, this is how my business really grew and expanded. And I am completely open about this. You know, a lot of you might have heard me on the Design to Thrive podcast with Tracy Matthews. Being on Tracy's podcast and working in her community is one of the ways that I grew my business by you know, getting to work with her community and getting to show my expertise with her community. It was like, I got to borrow a piece of her community for a little while. And I'm always going to be 100% grateful for that. Now, there was a lot of other things going on. It's not just that one thing, but I do really have like this strong feeling of like gratitude to Tracy and the whole Flourish and Thrive community because I was able to be a part of their community and still am actually. (laughs) Anyways, so collaborating with another business owner, it's really beneficial for your business. And I'm going to go over like a list of ways that uh, collaborating can be really strategic for your business, but it's also a part of, you know, just living out the idea that we are a community and like community over competition, which is um, something that Natalie Frank from the Rising Society tied. That's like a movement she really kicked off that the online business, there is enough for all of us and there is enough business for everyone who wants a business and we can really be a community and help each other out rather than just be like competition and trying to take each other down. That is 
the worst thing you could possibly do. And I think you will find so many friends in the online business community and use this, your friendships and your network as a way to strategically grow your business. Okay. So here are some ways that collaborating is really good for your business. One, it increases brand awareness. You can gain new customers and leads. You can build awareness and traffic prior to an upcoming launch. You can reach new audience members um, without really spending money and or maybe there's a little bit of spend, who knows. Um, you can build SEO from backlinks and traffic from each other's traffic sources. You get to test out new product ideas. You can try new marketing campaigns you've been thinking about. And you could even grow an audience on a new platform. Basically, collaborations are an amazing tool to grow your audience your customer base, and your business. So here are some of my tips for selecting and planning the best types of collaborations for your business because not every type of collaboration is going to be effective. The number one thing shop owners think of when I recommend collaborating is that they think they need to do giveaways. And I want to be really clear that this does not mean giveaways. Collaborations do not necessarily mean giveaways. It could if that's something that you want to do in your business, but in no way am I saying that you need to do giveaways to collaborate with other business owners. Okay, some of the tips are be really selective about the types of collaborations you decide to do. You really want to make sure it's going to get you in front of the right people. You know, there's a lot of times where you'll see like influencers do a, a like a loop giveaway on Instagram where there's like 10 Instagrammers and they're giving away an iPad and you have to like all 10 to get the iPad. That is only attracting people who want a free iPad. It is not attracting the right types of business owners to you or the right types of audience to you, especially if you don't sell iPads in general. Like it's not going to do you any good to get a whole bunch of followers who just want iPads if they're not interested in what you sell. So we want to be really, really selective of being in front of the right people. So you're going to do a lot of research, finding people, business owners to collaborate with that are the right fit for you and have the same type of audience you do. So I have a personal example. Years ago, like seven years ago, <laughs> I was selling an MLM product. It was like my first steps into business. I know a lot of women do this. We kind of do this MLM thing. And even though I live in the town that I grew up in, I do not have a lot of friends here. Like, you know, people grow up. I'm not f really friends with anyone I went to high school with, maybe a couple, but I needed to get in front of new people in order to sell my product because I didn't want to sell to my mom and my sister or my cousins. Like that just didn't sound right to me. I'm like, how can I meet new people? And I joined a mom group. Personally, on a personal level, it was fantastic. It was really great for me to meet new mothers. I met one of my dearest friends there. It was a great step into where I am now. And that really helped me meet local people who would buy my product because it was a product that was designed for, you know, people who are busy, people, women who are busy, women who don't have a lot of extra time, women who want to feel pretty. So a mom group was the perfect place to find the right type of audience. 
Another tip for you is to think like your customer. So you want to think about like what brands and companies are they already engaging with? What do they want more of? If we're thinking about, you know, the mom group example, like what do those moms need? What do they already love? What are they already buying? And how could you collaborate with those types of business owners? Like if there was a business that was collaborating with coffee and they were giving away free coffee, if you purchased their product, I would totally buy it. You know, like those types of things, like think what your customer is already buying. And then definitely look to indirect competitors. Okay. So some type of business or, you know, boutique or something that sells products that are different than yours, but to the same type of person. So, you know, in my mom group example, I would want to, you know, find someone who caters to mom groups. Maybe it's baby supplies, baby carriers, and I could partner with them or something like that. I'm not going to go looking for like single women who are like digital nomads, because that's not going to be the right kind of audience. There might be a tiny bit of overlap, but it's not the right audience. So look for the types of businesses that your customer is already working with or already purchasing from, already loves, and look for collaborations there. Now my favorite part, let's talk about types of collaborations. So these are my favorite ways to partner with other business owners and podcasters and brands. There's a lot of examples here. You might not find that one fits you perfectly, but hopefully you'll find a few that you love. Number one, cross promotion. Okay. So you want to do this because it's free and easy to do, and it really doesn't take any work on your end. And you can do this without even asking for permission, which for introverts might be the best way to start this whole process, like where you can just cross promote someone and you don't really have to worry about talking to people. (laughs) But that's just like, You make a post on your Instagram or include this in your newsletter and you say, hey, I love these candles from this company. I just ordered three. I love them. You should go check them out. Super simple, easy cross promotion. Now, if you want to be really intentional and beneficial to your business, you should talk to the other business owner and say, hey, would you cross promote me at the same time later that day? anything like that. I actually have a cross promotion planned with a wonderful designer that I had on the podcast a few weeks ago. Her name is Whitney and she is a package designer. And so we are sharing each other's freebies because I know people who are listening to this podcast and people in my newsletter, they need help with their packaging just as much as they need help with their website. So I am saying, Hey friends, I've checked us this thing out Whitney is fantastic. Check out her opt-in because it's going to help you with your packaging. And she's doing the same for me because we have, you know, a similar audience. It really makes sense. So if you make a great arrangement, you can agree on like how many times you will cross promote, how you will do it. And then you can even take it a step further, which is number two on my list and do like an Instagram takeover or joint live video series or something like that, where you're really getting in front of their audience more than just a post or a couple of posts, but you're like talking together or you've swapped Instagrams um, and you're really involved for a certain amount of time. But again, you'll create that arrangement with your other business owner. Three is kind of along the same links, but like you're sharing links in your newsletter or your social media. Um, if you have listened to some of my episodes on like SEO, you'll know that this is one of my top five ways to boost your traffic is to create like some sort of blog post that shares other business owners and then let them know that you shared them. So you say, hey, I loved your product and I wrote about it in this blog post where I shared my top five things for bullet journaling 
I just want to share it with you. You don't even have to do anything else, but because they're a kind person, hopefully, <laughs> they're a kind person and they're excited that you featured them. They're going to say, hey, look, you know, Susie featured us on her bullet journaling list. Go check her out and then check out her shop for these other things for your bullet journal. That's exactly how it works. And it's really easy and it feels really good because it's genuine. You really do love these products. I have done videos on Instagram reels where I'm like, here's five small business owners that are on my desk right now. And I tag those five business owners and they reshare that story. And it's nothing official, but it helps get your name in front of other people. It helps get your face in front of other people. You know, it's like a really fun way to collaborate. Number four is the blog post idea creating a blog post where you share about another business owner or a type of product or, man, there's so many ways you could do this. I know one of the ladies I've had on the podcast, Arielle Salkin from the Material Design Company, she does blog posts about other makers because her store is like a boutique and she does blog posts about the makers she has in her store, the the product she carries. That's a really great way to collaborate with other business owners. You can do it like interview style, or you can just write up what you love about them. Let them know you wrote it. It's good for SEO. It's great for backlinks. It's great for, you can even do this as a guest blogger and be on someone else's blog that way. It's just a really fun way. If you like creating content, if you like blogging, if that's part of your marketing, this is a great way to collaborate within a blog post. All right. Number five, places that promote businesses like your chamber of commerce or Facebook groups that promote businesses. You want to find a place where you really align. You know, if you don't work with local businesses and your chamber of commerce is for local, that might not make sense, but it could. It just kind of depends on your business. Even though I work with businesses all around the globe at this point, we still are associated with the Chamber of Commerce because I work on their website. So, you know, it just kind of depends on what your business is, how you run your business, what kind of groups you find. But that can be a really great way to be a part of some kind of group that does promotions for businesses. Number six would be a partnership. So this is a little more official, a little bit more work on you on your end, but you would be selling someone else's product alongside your own product or they could be selling your product. So you would have some kind of official partnership where you swap products and sell them for each other or one or the other, then you would get a percentage and they would get a percentage of the sales. The next examples we're going to talk about make this a little more clear. So I just kind of have it as its own, because there's just different varieties of creating a partnership. I do this in my own business. I know I have a service business, so it's slightly different, but like other designers work on my client projects with me and um, then they, I pay them and the client pays me. So, you know, it's kind of, it's just like a really great partnership for us to work together. So one way you could do that would be number seven on my list is like a bundled products. Like you put together some kind of bundle where it's like one of your products and one of their products. And this is really great for gifting like holidays, especially mother's day or anything like that. Like say you have you sell candles and they sell jewelry and you put them together and you make like a a necklace and a candle and that is your product in a bundle. And you would have to figure out, you know, like 
are you purchasing from them? Are they purchasing from you to sell them? Are you selling them at a joint price? Something like that. So you're going to have to do some official paperwork to get all that nailed down. But it's a really great way to get in front of other business owners because you're both going to be promoting that project or that bundle at the same time. Another way you could do this with a partnership is by partnering with a service provider. So for example, if someone you know or a service provider or a coach is creating like, let's say a self-care group and you sell the candles and the bath bombs, you could put together like some kind of product, physical product that the service provider sends out to everyone in their group program, which they would purchase from you. That can also be a great way to get in front of new people, which is the whole point of collaborating. But, you know, that can be a really great way to just like get your products out there so people can try them and then fall in love with them, of course. So that would be really fun. Another way you could do this is like in the wholesale capacity. So, you know, if you put your products up on a website like FAIR and people can purchase your products and carry them in their boutique, but you could also purchase other people's wholesale products and put them in your store as long as they were like complimentary. So adding complimentary products to your shop from other small businesses is a really great way to collaborate in a way that feels very, like it just feels really aligned with what you're trying to do. I have a couple examples of this. I have a client who is a jewelry designer and they have gotten created for their company handmade vegan leather luxury ring boxes that they offer as an upsell for their regular customers. So you can get a regular plain box or you can get this luxury vegan leather box that's like stamped with the company logo they're very beautiful and they sell those as an upsell. But it's very clear, like they even say on the upsell, these are created by another designer, uh, another handmade business because they are partnering with them. There's another one that it's a business owner who has been on the podcast before, Gabe from Ivy and Ash Nails. She has a product that was created by another company, another small business owner. It's like a cuticle oil. And on the package, when you purchase it, it says this packet, this product was created and packaged for Ivy and Ash by the other company. And it's really cool way. So she's buying that from that other company at a wholesale cost. And then she's able to sell it to her customers. And so it's a great partnership for the two of them. Okay, so those two different streams of wholesale there where you can buy other people's products and they can buy your products. That that was nine and 10 on the list. (laughs) Okay, so the last one I have for an idea for you would be looking for subscription boxes where your products fit. So looking for subscription boxes that were designed for your target audience and then you can get your products in those. A great place to look for subscription boxes would be on CrateJoy. They have an entire marketplace where you can look for different types of subscription boxes. And then once you find a subscription box where it feels like your products would fit in, you can go to that subscription box website and find out how the business owner likes to be pitched for those types of things. I asked my friend Jen Collins from the Made for Mama box how she likes to be pitched for types of things like this. And she says she likes people to pitch her via email. She needs to know the wholesale cost. She likes to get samples. She needs to know like the dimension so to see if it will fit in her box. So you want to make sure that you're finding out how the person likes to be pitched before you pitch them, which kind of just 
makes me want to talk a little bit about pitching for collaborations because I get pitched a lot because of this podcast. There are things I love and there are things I hate. (laughs) And so I just want to make a few little notes about pitching for these types of collaborations that you should know about when you start, when you go into this looking for collaborations that are going to work for you. Number one, make sure your audience aligns. If someone comes to me and they do not have an audience that makes sense or aligns with mine, I will straight up tell them, hey, I don't think that this is going to be a good fit because your audience does not overlap mine at all. And I don't want you to waste your time. I really, really want any type of collaboration I do to be beneficial to both parties. Cause I don't want to be like doing this big, long collaboration or even a short collaboration for that matter. If it's not going to get results, like I'd rather spend time doing things that work. So make sure your audience aligns with one another before you do it. Definitely check out the business website or you know, the company's website looking for information on how they like to be pitched. It's important that you do it the right way. If you're not giving them the information they need, they're more likely to to ignore it. I mean, sometimes I get pitches that are just so vague that I'm just like, whatever, I don't, this doesn't seem legit. So you want to be really clear about, you know, how they want to be pitched and giving them the information they asked for. Very important. So do your research. And number three would be start with people you already have a relationship with. They will be excited that you've asked them to collaborate with them. Even if you can't necessarily think of an idea right away, I have a meeting next week with a business owner who I've had on the podcast before. And she's like, I really like to find a way for us to collaborate. So we're having a meeting to talk about something to see if it could turn into a viable idea of something that we have that we do together. Think about the people you already know. Think about the businesses that you love talking to, you love engaging with. Do they have similar audiences? Do your values align? Those types of things and start with those people. So not only are they going to be excited that you ask them, it's going to help you build your confidence when it comes to pitching because you're you're more likely to get a yes if it's from someone who, you know, is already excited about your products and you will get experience on what works and what doesn't. And I will tell you this, when I started the podcast, I definitely started with people I knew and then I started with people who I kind of know a little bit or I've chatted with here and there and I very, very rarely get told no. In fact, even when I have pitched like a podcast episode or asked someone to be a guest on my show, I think I've only gotten like a no, like a straight up no. Actually, they said we're not taking podcast interviews at this time once. And then a second person, like they said yes, and then just never booked. So you could be very, very successful with these collaborations, depending on what you're looking for. Those are my tips as someone who gets pitched all day, every day. Just wanted you to go into it knowing what to look for. And I want to see you collaborate with other business owners because it could be really good for business growth and making new connections and making really good friends in the online business space because that's the best part of this, the friends you make, <laughs> I think. I love my business, but I really truly value the the friendships I have between you know people who have been guests on my podcast, people who I've gotten to coach, customers, people I've purchased from. It's really fun. So I hope you found this episode helpful. I hope you are planning your next collaboration. I would love to hear about it. If you do plan a collaboration, send me a link 
send me a DM. You can find me on Instagram at product powerhouse. And I hope you have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Product Powerhouse podcast. It means so much to me that you take the time out of your day to listen to this podcast. It's my favorite thing to create, and I am so grateful that you've taken the time to listen. If you enjoyed this podcast or you have listened to other episodes and enjoyed those, it would mean the world to me if you could take a minute out of your day to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. This helps me get the show out to more people just like you who are out there trying to grow their own product-based business.